0: Welcome to the Weekend Booktopian, the podcast where a few Booktopians get together each week to talk book news, share what they've been reading lately, and then face off in a deathly round of book trivia we like to call book fight. I'm Olivia Frico, senior content producer and editor of the Booktopian blog, and I'm delighted to be your host this week. Joining me today is Ben Hunter, our fiction category manager. Hi, Ben. Hi, Olivia. Uh, Zia K. Ruse, uh, Executive Assistant to the CEO and Chief engineer of Booktopia. Hi, Zia. Hello. And Joel Naeem, our Non-Fiction Category Manager. Hi, Joel. Hi, Liv. Uh, it feels so good to actually finally be back in the no, office and in podcasting person. in person. I actually see you guys, except I for know. Ben. Yeah, except for Ben. He's, He's
1: in, our in our the Caribbean. Caribbean office.
2: That's right. <laughs> Little our satellite there. Caribbean office in his hut, drinking out of his <laughs> coconut. We can see him now.
3: Yeah. I'm very jealous. Yes, I. I'm, I'm being currently groomed by my finest cat. It's wonderful.
2: <laughs> does it? Does it have a pink pillow? <laughs> uh,
3: she doesn't. Oh, but she should.
2: Mm, definitely, Christmas item.
0: <laughs> uh, so welcome everyone. Let's get right into it. So first up, we have some book news item to cover, and this week saw Booktopia announce the winner of its second annual favourite Australian book award. Uh, which is a prize in which Aussie readers can vote for their favourite Australian book of the past year from a long list picked by us. Joel, what can you tell us about the winner?
1: So the winner is, and that's what I reckon. Um, he, his book, um, Uncook Yourself, did amazingly well this year. It only came out in December, but it's one of our top-selling titles of the whole year. So it's obvious to me that he does. He obviously is loved by his by his fans, and um, this book is is no surprise. You know, no this award is no different, I guess. I think his appeal is really um, unique to 2020 in some ways and the pandemic in particular. If you haven't ever come across him before, I highly recommend starting with his YouTube videos, um, particularly his cooking ones. I think they took off in 2020 because he, does, he sort of combines this like angry, sweary, like attitude, which is actually quite harmless and endearing um, with sort of really practical... Low-key self-reliance talk. So you sort of have this sense that he he wants you to do well in life, um, and you just don't even have to try that hard. It's not that hard. Throw away the packet sauce and do so. Yeah. And he takes that philosophy and puts it in the book. Um, so it's really it's really sweet, really.
2: I came I came across him on Facebook scrolling uh, one night when you know the abyss of scrolling down a rabbit hole, <laughs> and I was like, oh, because my partner is a terrible cook, and I was like, share here. Here's how to make a sauce. And then I just kept watching and watching and watching. And you're right. It is quite endearing. It's not offensive in your face and swearing. And then...
1: Even though the swearing is is continuous. It it is.
2: It is. (laughs) It it really is. And it's not for children. Um, But uh, it's It's not offensive in the fact that you're like, oh, this guy's a toss. Because he's actually... He he is the epitome of your fringe kind of, um, you know, high school... Sort of like probably mm. um, wido pro- maybe bullied uh, 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 as a child. Like I could you can get that, and he's the advocate. Like even though all of that, and he he's a huge advocate for mental mental health as well, especially mm. in males. Um, with males, which is uh, he really brings it out to make it okay and mm. relates to that audience. And it's all, all together. He's like you know the the side guy that's like totally cool. And I, I really resonated with that mm. with him. And um, and his cooking instructions are super easy. And they're funny because he really points out the stuff that people get wrong. Mm. Like I remember one of them, it's like, listen here, you, you know, um, champion. He goes, wash your rice. You don't want it to be sticky. Keep washing it more until it turns, um, until the water turns clear. And my, my, ex, my partner doesn't get that point. And he goes, and listen he dick, sorry, whatever the other <laughs> word was, he's going to beat me. You know, he goes, use cold water, not hot water. Because hot water cooks or it. You cook your <laughs> own. well, you're cooking <laughs> rice before that. You know, you you're you and it was like, "Oh, my partner's like, oh, that's what it does." You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it was really good, and and people really did like him because it was light-hearted. It was different. It wasn't the reskill yourself in the in the pandemic mm. and really full-on. It was light, and it, mm. I think we all needed a bit of light yeah. mm.
0: tender self-care meets delicious food what's not to love right and i also um he's donating his full prize money which is five thousand dollars to beyond blue there you go so
1: oh, good on him yeah yeah what a, what a champion what a champion <laughs> yeah. it feels like such
0: a i feel like such a dickhead when i say champion <laughs>
1: you can't only only that can say champion only not like sound like a tool <laughs> you
0: know. Okay, um, so next up, uh, the Victorian Premier's Literary Award winners for 2021 uh, were revealed earlier this week with some fantastic Australian authors taking home $25,000 prizes across different categories like fiction, non-fiction, poetry, Indigenous writing, drama and lots more. So major winners include Laura Jean McKay, who took home both the Victorian Prize for Literature and the Prize for Fiction for her novel The Animals in That Country. And other prize winners included Archie Roach for Tell Me Why, who won that for Indigenous Writing. Um, and there was, of course, Paddy Manning, um, who won the non-fiction prize for Body Count, How Climate Change is Killing Us. Um, and many more. So who here has read any, has has any of us here read any of the books that were winners this year?
1: I have read. I think um, they have. Oh, yeah. Uh, let Ben talk first about <laughs> animals in that country, because I haven't read that and I really want to.
0: I know. Then, what can you tell us the about? The
3: animals in that country uh, won two prizes: won the Victorian Prize for uh, Literature and the Prize for Fiction. And the VPLA of all the literary state prizes, and even the Prime Minister's Literary Awards, is, is kind of the one that gets talked about the most. I don't know why. Maybe just because uh, Victoria is and Melbourne is the kind of the literary city of Australia. But it- in any case, The Animals in That Country by Lord James McKay is just a phenomenal book, and it was a very odd um and wonderfully timed thing to come out in 2020 uh it's a it's a novel that concerns a, a flu pandemic uh which affects all australians to the degree at which they can suddenly communicate or be communicated to by animals you know in a way that um uh is is tangible as, as real language and it's a brilliant, mind-blowing, almost road trip novel uh, that uh, breaks apart a lot about how we view our animal companions. And I'm currently being swiped at by a Siamese cat right now. Um, and all this wonderful stuff about human nature. It's also hilarious in parts, it's heartbreaking in moments, it's everything. This book is awesome.
2: Does it have a um, like an um, environmental awareness undertone about our impact, like humans' impact on animals and our animals specifically to Australia? I don't know. I would have thought that would oh, be a theme. It,
3: it, it, it certainly does. Be, like, it, 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 um, it challenges the idea of human dominion over um, other members of the animal species uh, in a way that, is really nuanced and goes beyond the kind of vegetarian, vegan versus carnivorous debate.
2: But it's more uh, like we don't deserve uh, really to be in questions, how we got here type thing, and maybe questions if we deserve to be at the top there.
3: Yeah. And, and what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> right? right. Cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it, it blew my mind, this novel, and it'll blow yours
1: too. Uh, I'm definitely going to try uh, have a read. I've <laughs> had it on my read. list
0: ipad for so long i got it from netgalley like ages before it came out and i never got around to reading it even though yeah. i remember specifically ben coming up to my desk and going, you need to read this
1: yeah but i mean it's i i don't often dip into literary fiction in the way that i used to when i was uh, younger and didn't have children <laughs> 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 um, yeah. but uh when i read that for <laughs> sounds really appealing to me like it just mm. sounds Absolutely. like it's got a different angle to it that yeah
3: So it sounds great Joel, yeah. did you read Body Count? Because I love Paddy Manning and his journalism. I think he is a river writer.
1: Yeah. I didn't read – I mean, as as with a lot of the nonfiction books that I end up reading, uh, I don't always get to read the whole book. But I, re- I read a really big chunk of that one. It, and I love – I agree with you. I love Patty Manning. Awesome piece of journalism. We had like a publishing – I don't think that book got the attention it deserved because I think what happened with a lot of those, there's a sort of rash of climate change – um and bushfire bushfire related climate change books that came out at the beginning or you know March-ish 2020 which is right as the pandemic hit and um some of those books did end up getting pushed back and possibly I think body count was one of the ones that got pushed back but it sort of didn't matter even by the time they got released people I don't think cared about climate change in the same way that they did after the bushfires you know Mm -hmm. and um uh, because of you know pan- the pandemic just took over everyone's brain but this book is so worth a read and it really gives it that sort of in detailed in-depth understanding of what actually happened and the scientists and various b- moving parts that have contributed to that situation and it's not just the bushfire it's everything you know it's affecting yeah I mean, everything. yeah
3: that's, that's something i think that's that's worthy to highlight is that it, it, it's not just about bushfires it's novel what it, it's about how a changing climate is affecting weather in a way that will and already is killing people, yeah. and some of that is bushfires, definitely, but some of that is flooding, some of that is extreme weather events, um, and you know, like freak storms, uh, and a lot of that is heat. Heat brings on strokes and heart attacks, and all kinds of yeah, and it spreads disease. It does mm. all kinds of horrible things, particularly to the most vulnerable members of our community. And people who live on the Sydney, the city fringes, uh, in overheating, overcrowded, um, and uh, under-resourced suburbs.
1: Yeah, it's an amazing book and well worth a read. Um, I also read a big chunk of Tell Me Why at, at the time as well. Um, I was hoping that he would come in to mm. the office um, to sign some books for us, but in the end, uh, his health didn't allow it, Archie's, Archie Roach's health didn't allow it. I was really um, looking forward to reading that one. Uh, and it's, it's great, it's a great read, he's just a great storyteller, so it's really great to see that do well too. It's a fantastic list.
2: Yeah, it really is.
0: Um, and finally, just quickly on the news front, um, we have some news from Reese Witherspoon. Uh, She's made something of a literary name for herself in recent years by launching a book club um, where she picks a book each month and encourages her legion of fans to read it, uh, the latest of which is The Sanatorium by Sarah Pearce. It's become a huge deal. It's right up there with Oprah's book club and now Reese has taken it to the next level and launched an app through her uh, media company, Hello Sunshine. Um, So the Reese's book club app, it's really fun. I've downloaded it and had a little play around with it. And it's basically just like this really cool little ecosystem in which her fans uh, can talk to each other in chat groups, RSV to interviews that Reese holds with authors. Um, you can buy the books, you can access giveaways. And there's also a section that's like a mini Goodreads where you can mark the books on her list that you've read, the ones you want to read, and also the ones you don't actually want to read that don't interest you. Um, so Ben, you're our fiction expert. What kind of impact do you think this app is going to have on Reese's bookish empire?
3: Look, I'm not sure. I mean, Reese is already uh, a huge influence in the world of fiction um, internationally. And what she does is awesome in that uh, she only champions books by women.
2: Yeah, I was um, And to say that. She,
3: she dominates that with um, women of colour and, and yes. minority women. Um, so that's something really exciting to see more of um, uh, and, you know, using her platform as um, a gorgeous celeb to uh, um, boost and, and bring um, new voices into the forefront. Uh, what an app is going to do, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a tech genius, but I'm a bookish dude. What yeah, do you think? I, yeah? th-
2: I think that would appeal to the younger generations to take them into the fold. And, and I think the whole, um, and it'll be, it, I, one of the things, look, a book club is a book club. It's really cool. Um, there's many of them. She's not the first, you know. She's not reinventing the wheel. But um, like you said, you know, championing women, women of colour, and also highlighting um, um, uh, women, really, just bringing them up and, and bringing another platform that is supporting this, um, you know, not new movement but movement that needs, you know. And she also does it through producing. She does it through her speeches and all the awards. A lot of the the, the work that she does, like with Jennifer Aniston and Nicole Kidman as well and, and, and uh, you know white women in Hollywood who and, and what they're pushing for. And um, so I, I don't think it will – it's not bad. I don't think she's reinventing the wheel, but I think it's good what she's doing. And I do think she's going to be taking in young readers into the fold because, you know, um, to, to, to encourage picking up a physical book. And if you don't, hey, that book can be here as well. So – and giving that platform for the – for younger – younger readers um, that probably enjoy reading in a different way than um, somebody who's older, like me, (laughs) who I saw, you know.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I don't think uh, seeing these types of apps worked in digital publishing for a long time, seeing these apps launched a lot over the years, um, this app is good. Like, it's really well made. It's got a lot of interactivity to it. Um, And so I can see how the people who are already in the book club or get the newsletter might use this as a way to engage more deeply about the books. It'd be interesting to see whether the sales of the books through the app Mm. end up taking away sales from bookshops. Yeah, Um, I'm really
0: interested in the data side of it because it's clearly with the the mini section where you can shelve the books, Mm. they're seeing Mm. what the book club followers are reading, what they're not interested in. Mm. Ones they don't get around to, so it's kind of like
1: which is data they don't currently have, yeah. So it's um, data mining as well, like it gives our yeah. data gives mining, right? uh, 100%. more power than she to already has to strategize, had. make her even more powerful than before.
2: <laughs> now, is the pricing? I'm curious to know yeah. uh, is it, uh, it to buy the books off through the app would they be competitively priced? I think it connects you shop? to retailers. Sorry, I right. should have clarified that, yeah.
0: It connects you to like I'm assuming online or like in person. You'd hope that like it's... A like a bricks
2: and mortar or does it connect you to Amazon sure. or and does it connect you to... You
0: might, I haven't actually looked.
2: I don't um, know, that, that I will I'm be sort curious. of going through it now to
1: see. Yeah. It doesn't... It it pushes you to ebook stores. Interesting. Um, but to uh, Apple and Google Play um, first and foremost, not... And Amazon is one of the last links. Interesting. Um, so can you buy the physical book off the app? Uh, it doesn't look side? like... I mean, it links to Amazon. Barnes so it would link. You would
0: take you out of the app, I think, to yeah. another website,
2: and then you could buy either the ebook, the physical book, or yeah, ad- and, and it's all
1: American. So it links to Bookshop first, which is the indie yeah. indie bookshop, um, collaborative. You know, they they've mm. got together in the US to create a bookshop, uh, online uh, platform. Um, it'd be interesting to see whether that. I mean, she already links to bookshops, so yeah. that part of it. Um, we, it, we, the whole thing is an interesting experiment. I'd be I'd be curious. I think the biggest impact is going to be deeper engagement from the people who are already involved in it and more data for Reese Witherspoon, which, you know, we know she can use because she tends to buy the rights to a lot of the books in her book club and turn them into... Correct, yep. um, and,
2: and she's a huge supporter TV. of female-backed, female-produced, mm-hmm. female, you know, led... Yeah, there's uh, no bad
1: thing. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, exactly. I, so far, I trust her with it, but I'm not sure if I trust many other people <laughs> <laughs> with the same data. <laughs> uh,
0: so, I think that's it on the news front. Thanks, everyone, for your... Um, Really interesting opinions. I always love chatting with you guys about this kind of stuff. Um, but now it's time to chat about all the wonderful books we've been reading. Uh, so, Ben, you were first alphabetically, so I'm just going to go with you. What have you been reading and loving lately?
3: Uh, I've been reading Stack, Olivia. I'm going I'm to race through some things. And the first couple of things I want to talk about um, just quickly are uh, some collections of short stories, because people don't talk about short fiction enough, and there's some killer short fiction coming. Um and Out Now um is a book called Born Into This by Adam Thompson. Adam Thompson is a um Tasmanian Aboriginal man and this book is awesome. It comes from uh, uh Queensland University Press or uh, University of Queensland Press brother. and the book is full of stories that are really sharp and all about uh people isolated on the fringes in between uh white and black Australia it's it's uh really really cool um look out for it it's out now um the other book of short stories i wanted to talk about uh very quickly is chloe wilson's hold your fire um and this is out on a newish imprint um at scrivener australia which is um a a um kind of long-time publishing guru uh, ben ball uh his his new venture and i think it's the first fiction out in that uh, imprint and i've read the first couple of stories and they are superbly witty and imaginative and wonderful. The very first story is only a few pages and um, it concerns an overcrowded apartment building where someone is living alone and their neighbor owns a uh, large cat, <laughs> a big cat. And then that neighbor goes missing. And then what happens next? It's uh, it's very fun and just uh, mind blowing. Uh, so I uh, love dipping into that and that's out um, in early March. So Mm. look out for that one too.
0: We'll also have Uh, an excerpt from that book on the blog soon. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Very
3: cool. Um, in terms of novels, I want to talk about a couple, uh, the performance by Claire Thomas is coming out later in this month. And this is, uh, a very affecting short novel that I think will appeal to readers of Sheltwood or Heather Rose. Um, it uh, is all set over one night uh, at a performance um, at the Belvoir Theatre where a Samuel Beckett play is going on. Um, and it's the middle of summer and it's Sydney and the whole city is crowded in acrid smoke. And <laughs> it is extremely hot outside. So it is kind of like the apocalypse. And you see molding, um, through the eyes of three very separate women, uh, young women and old women, uh, who are all and pains and issues in their own lives as we do when we sit down and, um, experience theater. It's a, it's a really meditative, um, experience and this takes you inside that in a really cool way. Um, it's a very clever, um, construction. Uh, but it's also really witty and very moving. Um, it's getting a lot of love too, from, uh, authors like Tony Birch, Greg Boutich, Emily Biddoe, it's uh, getting a lot of love and I think it's going to be huge. Um, and finally, um, I want to talk about a book that's coming out in April, uh, which I've just finished reading, uh, by, uh, Walkley winning, uh, a Walkley Award-winning journalist, Jacqueline Malley. It's called *The Truth About Her*. Uh, this book is really easy to consume as a story, but it's um, fantastically, sharply, uh, well-written. Um, it's getting comparisons to Anne Patchett and Tyler. Uh, it's about a woman uh, at the start of her forties, I believe, who's a single mother and her career as a reporter explodes Um, just at the moment she exposes a wellness influencer who is a fraud and this exposure in the media um, canalizes the end of this young woman's life and then the family of this dead girl come after her in a very interesting way and what happens next is really cool. <laughs> um, and, and took me by surprise and it's also, it's all set over one, um, endless summer in Sydney's inner West, uh, she lives in a dilapidated, um, Terrace house off Glebe Point road, which I lived in a dilapidated Terrace house on Glebe Point road. And the, the depiction of Sydney is just flawless and you can just you can really get a uh, precise image of every moment in this book. It's, it, it's really sharp, really well written, um, and it's getting love from Annabel Crowd, Julia Baird. Uh, I think it's going to be really, um, uh, really big in the, um, debut novels that come out this year. Obviously she's got a long career in nonfiction, but this is her first fiction. So that's something to definitely look out for. Thanks, that sounds ben. great.
1: Yeah.
0: Thanks, Ben. They were excellent picks. I have the performance on my shelf and I've been meaning to read it for so long, so this might be the kick up the butt that I need. Um, thank you for sharing your picks yes. with us. Yes,
3: and I've just, um, I've, just, I've just pushed a copy of The Truth About Her onto your desk as well. You have. So <laughs> I'm getting you set up,
0: <laughs> I'm going to take that home today. Thank you for reminding me. Um, so next up, in the alphabetical order, because I want you all to feel loved. Um, so, see ya. Please tell us what you've been reading and loving lately. See his last name, not first name. Oh, surname. I'm like, wait, Zed, do I know the alphabet? I I would trust
2: you to know, trust me, more than me. Um, I actually wanted to make a comment first. I... I don't work within the book team, so I'm not really close to the trade. I work more in the corporate side um, of Booktopia, if anyone really cares. But, you know... Um, you
0: keep Booktopia
2: running. Yeah, but which means I actually don't have um, visibility to what's coming out during the, the mm. trade. You know, I support an office that supports a product where you guys love and read and devour the product and, and talk about it and all of that. And I will say, as much as I always thank everybody offline of including me in this, because I am a book lover but n- not as much as you guys, but I, you guys really make me so passionate about every book you just dis- like, I have bought so many books just from talking on this podcast of books that I never knew. And it's been really, really amazing. And Ben, you always sell every single book. Like I'm sure booktopia has made so much money just because of me buying books that you've promoted <laughs> everyone else as well. Just <laughs> I want to put that aside side note, like you could feel the passion oh. and you talk so beautifully about them. It's great. Um, so i thank you
3: for giving us an example yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um you do do it really well um i ha- over christmas uh, i had i have two young children i'm a single mom so i had school holidays i had um not enough care because uh, that's a different story uh, and <laughs> there's no and i could not read much but one book that i've just been dying to read and i'm a bit sort of laid on to is uh, trent dalton's boy swallows universe and i w- i effing loved that book it was just so because I bought the next one Trent Dalton's next one and I was like I should read the first one before I delve into the next one because um and I just probably a little bit late to the party but I just wanted to say I read that over Christmas and I was just like amazing and I don't read fiction that much I know that it's a you know depiction of his life and all of that I don't read fiction that much I'll read like Robert Fisk's um you know book on Syria and Egypt and that kind of thing I'm a little bit more that way. And I just absolutely loved it. It took me on that whole journey and I'm really looking forward to um, reading All Our Shimmering Skies. And um, so I finished that one and then I was like, oh, I'm still kind of into fiction and I need my sort of my, my fix for my uh, vice. So I'm reading um, book three of Justin Croner's trilogy um, about the vampire zombies apocalypse. Um, so I'm on book three reading um, City of Mirrors, which is just your standard. It was it's really good. Look, I really like it if I you never, like. I
1: don't think I ever read the third one. I really? read the first two.
2: It's the big one and I'm OCD, <laughs> so the first one's really good, the second one sort of leads into it and the third one is the finisher, right? The first one is the best one I would say, but I need to finish the story and know what happens mm. at the end. Um and it's your it, it's very well written in terms of it's like describes it really well and he's quite, you know, quite literary in describing vampire zombies and you really don't get that much in in those kind of books which i'm really enjoying it's really long though it's about 800 700 pages Mm. or something
1: wow but you can't write a short book that guy
2: no he can't (laughs) and and but look snappy i wouldn't describe him as no no not snappy at all and especially (laughs) like Yeah, yeah. And, and you sort of get to know the the vampire uh, apocalypse, you know, the head vampire and his story and why he's like this and why he wants to kill mm. every human on Earth. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm reading at the moment and I think that's just my my little it, – it's either zombies or vampire fix and then I think I'll, I'll do um, – I'll be going back to my regular reading stuff but I have just – I have piles and piles of books that I'm just not getting to and um, thanks to this podcast, it's causing that problem.
0: Oh. <laughs> I was just going to say it's a privilege to have you on, here. <laughs> you, you give us a reality check, I think. We get so like caught up in like, oh, this book's coming out soon. Well, this book's coming out soon. And you're like, yeah, here's this book I've had for years that I've just never got around to. Yeah. Which,
1: you know, judging by the sales of Boy Swallows Universe, you're not alone in being yeah. the f- – only just getting to it. Oh, it's, really? It's, so it's still, it, still it, still it still sells do- a lot of copies. then Ben would know better than me. But, um, you know, I don't think you should be embarrassed by that. Yeah, yeah no, I just not. don't get read that. The, read the books when you, when you want to read them and love them – anyway <laughs> yeah no thank you. you guys make me feel so good
2: because sometimes i feel inadequate when i come in and they're like oh my god i'm just so not up to date with the new stuff i always sort of tend to get my own time and um my next one though is michelle obama's becoming which is and then i want to do barack obama's book um not sure how i'm going to take that on board like barack obama's is like you know huge
0: yeah it's a brick
1: audiobook my mom got the audio that's I, what everyone's i bought saying. my mom the hard cup hardcover for Christmas, and then a, as a last-minute decision, I bought her the audiobook and gave it to her, like, digitally and had it sent to her on Christmas Day because I was like, you know, she's not going to read this bloody big hardback. Like, it's such an awkward size, and I know, she, I know what she's like, but she listened to that audiobook. And, <laughs> and it loved her, it. Really? It's read by Barack Obama too, so it's, mm. you know... You just sold I me. Sold That's you. The that
2: point, is a yeah. sexy voice. I'm not gonna lie. He, 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 he has uh, a great voice. He really does. He really does. I'm not gonna lie, either. So and I'll say it. I mean, it.
1: it's a long, long audio book because he does not read quickly. But um, <laughs> but, but is it is know, it about like, is it about yeah? I know Obama. it's about
2: his turn. Yeah. Is it though like? Is it fun to read or is it? I, quite? I gather
1: it is. Yes. So, I haven't. I haven't read it. Because I've read
2: political. Sort I read of,
1: part of the beginning of the. Book itself, and it was it was good.
2: Like Dare Not Linger, Nelson Mandela. I like beautiful. that was he's really
1: He's a beautiful hard. writer, Barack mm. Obama. Oh, like, good. He's a really good writer. Like he's written multiple other books about his life and stuff I before this them. point. <laughs> I've read <earned laughs> um, Dreams from My Father, mm.
0: and it's very cerebral and very kind of like he's just spends so much time in his own head, mm. overthinking everything, but he's manages to write full, it so beautifully. Person.
1: But yeah. in this case, he's actually done stuff. And he'd been a yeah. president. It's an account of what happened. So it's yeah. oh, it, good. It's okay. beautifully written, but really interesting. Mm. Um, yeah. Sold.
2: God, that's another one to the list. Thanks, guys. <laughs> my children need to eat this week. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so finally, Joel, what have you been reading and loving lately?
1: So this is my first uh, weekend booktopian since uh, my break. I had three oh, wow, weeks it off is, over yeah. Christmas, and, it, and I put my children into daycare the whole time. So you found one? <laughs> <laughs> my daycare stayed open except for the public holidays. So I, um, st- I, I read... For the first time a lot of books and all for pleasure when I read for pleasure it tends to be sci-fi fantasy YA um, fun genre books mostly a lot of sometimes some crime fiction but it was entirely just catching up on genre fiction that I had not read yet and I have so far kept my reading mindset into this year which I sometimes do find it hard to squeeze in amongst everything else and I'm sure you know life will catch up with me. But um, I am for, for pleasure at the moment. I'm reading a book that uh, I think Sarah recommended, who's our kids um, kids category manager, um, Law by Alexandra Bracken. Did you read that, Leigh? No,
0: but I was around Shanu when she was telling me, and that. she was
1: ta- talking mm-hmm. about it. So the, it's a it's it's I think it's YA. She's a YA author, but it's fairly grown up. It's quite gory at, at times. But it's a it's contemporary fantasy set in New York City, but it tells the story of, um, it, it, it's a mythology mixed in with Greek mythology. So it's as if the gods are real, and at some point Zeus said, bugger you all, you all have to fight to the death, and if any humans kill you, then they get your powers. And that's going to happen every seven years, and whoever gets to be the god at the end of that stays a god. So some of the gods are just thrown into this contest, it's like life a or death contest. Find every games, games yeah. <laughs> and then the humans that hunt them are the the um, surviving bloodlines of the he- Greek heroes. So there's the, you oh. know Perseus's family, there's Her- Hercules family, there's and so on and so on. And so it's just this like very in- intricate, plot- intricately plotted, interesting world building, and it's quite interesting, gory, and f- just fun. <laughs> so when I'm i think, really enjoying that one that sounds
2: great like sci-fi fiction, no, when i think fantasy fiction and all of that all i think of is like swords and horses and 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 you know it's definitely
1: swords or you know <laughs> spears
2: stabbing yeah but yeah. i always like imagine castles and 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 mm. made you know that kind yeah, of thing the word, so the
1: word fantasy seems to come to that but when you i guess when you say like urban fantasy yeah
2: okay oh, i like mm. urban I get it. fantasy.
1: yeah it's fun mm. it's it's all set in new york and great character Great characters, but that's so that's what I'm reading for pleasure. But for I mean, I, most of my work reading is also extremely pleasurable too. So I don't mean to distinguish <laughs> distinguish it quite like that. But for nonfiction reading that I'm doing for uh, partially for work is uh, Emotional Female by Yumiko Kodota, which is a book that comes out in April May. Uh, March, sorry, March. <laughs> 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 I think she's coming in to uh, visit us and sign some books too. Oh, that's so nice um, to have people, authors back mm. in. And I love, yeah, I know. So and I actually get to meet her face to face, which is always such a pleasure when you really enjoy a book. I'm not very far into it yet, but it, it's really good. So basically it's a memoir of a young woman who um, is very driven and intelligent and becomes a ends up becoming a surgeon and then has experiences that sort of burnout and extreme um, boys club aspect of becoming a a surgeon and probably anywhere in the world but it's definitely true in Australia. Um, It is not a very enlightened group of you know uh, cultural thinkers we should say, the surgeons (laughs) of Australia I suspect Um, and um, it's about the sort of burnout she experiences and then how she changes her life. It's just really it's beautifully written but it's also just really um, clear-eyed about about the current world especially for women so i'm really looking forward to meeting her and i'm really enjoying the book so highly recommend um pre-ordering it Uh, probably you'll get a signed copy if you do
0: (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much guys once again my to be read pile's grown by about five books uh so thank you very much um but it is now time for book fight Uh, The weekly book trivia quiz that means I get to talk to you for five minutes and no one can say anything about it. (laughs) Um, I will be asking some tricky bookish questions and our unlucky contestants will have to battle it out to get the correct answer in first. Battle it out, rather. It's been a while since I've had a microphone in my face. Um, Can I please get all of
2: your buzzer words so that I know who is answering? Mine are always the same. It's, oh, oh. (laughs) Yeah, because that's how I always i'll say that before i say yep. my buzzer word so that's my buzzer word
1: yeah <laughs> i'll just say buzz and
2: ben
3: oh well those, those are such original choices guys i'm gonna go with the word tiger <laughs> Ooh. your brain that's is big, so fascinating it's because he's ben. in the caribbean
1: i know i know
0: is he actually in the caribbean <laughs>
1: <laughs> we've really I thought that it was really a joke well. but then
0: you just kept building on <laughs> it i'm like is he on a holiday that i didn't know about
1: no, we, guys, we don't oh, have a Caribbean office.
0: Yeah, no, I wish we did. But...
2: <laughs> yeah, look. One day, one day, guys. One day. Buy all these books, guys, so we can have a Caribbean office. <laughs> Anyone who's listening.
0: <laughs> Please. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, for three points, name three books that have been Reese's Book Club picks.
3: What was mine? Tiger. <laughs> yeah, B- <Ben>. Buzz.
1: <laughs> ben, yes, But ben. ben got it. <laughs>
3: Um, so any three that have been re-seeked? Yeah. Um, the new one is The Sanatorium. Yep. Uh, one was Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. Sure And was. one was Where the Crawdads thing.
0: Certainly was, well done, three points to Ben. Nice. All right, question? Please.
3: I
1: should have taken advantage of that delay.
0: Yeah, you really should have. <laughs> <laughs> question two. Which book recently won the Victorian Premier's Literary Award for indigenous writing buzz yes joel
1: (laughs) tell me why why aren't you right
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was one point to joel all right question three who is the editor of the most recent book in the growing up series growing up disabled yep joel
1: Uh, Carly Finlay. Certainly is. Regretting that handicap, aren't you, Ben? Growing up disabled. Uh, it's, it's a great book too, by the way.
0: Such a great book. And we have a Q&A with Carly on the blog. Sorry, I'm going to stop doing these blog in, in the <laughs> Plug, it's plug, okay.
2: plug. Plug, plug,
0: plug. All right, question four. What is the title of the latest pig, of the last pig? Oh, oh.
2: Pig the blob.
0: You, certainly <laughs> <want> to... <laughs> you just heard me say pig and just went for it. Was it right? Is yes. That the... yes. Right. the last yeah. Pig the Pug book by Aaron Blaby is Pig the Blob.
2: Oh, he's so cool. Falls oh. through the ceiling. I, I love I died. Pig. Oh, my <laughs> kids love <laughs> him. I love him. And I want a pug just because, and I want to name him Pig.
3: Yeah. Just saying.
0: Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Question five. Which classic novel famously entered the public domain on the 1st of January this year? Buzz.
3: Hi, uh, give it to Ooh, Ben. Ben. Okay, Ben. One. Yep. Well, thank goodness. Um, it's. <laughs> uh the great
0: gatsby Certainly is. What's the what great was question?
1: Gatsby?
0: <laughs> Which famous novel famously entered the public domain on the 1st of January this year? I thought it was so, 1984.
1: Was it? Yeah. Oh. The Great Gatsby was already public domain. I thought it? it was,
2: yeah. No.
0: Um there it technically was last year, but for some complicated American copyright law uh, reason, that... it was this year. So that's why there's a bunch oh, of So I would have been wrong then. You would have been wrong. That's why there's like a bunch of like Great Gatsby retellings and oh, right. projects cool. this year.
2: Should oh, we... I'm waiting for the 1984 one then. Oh, that would be cool. My favourite book of be all much time, later. Oh, It will be. Maybe no 47. Oh, we'll anyway. Google after. Sorry, this. <laughs> we'll Google. Sorry, distraction.
0: Question six: Which famous former host of the Great British Bake Off has a novel coming out later? Buzz. Yes, Joel.
1: It is Mel Giedroyc. Certainly is. I love her. I love her too. <laughs>
0: All right, question seven. I'm very proud of this question. Um, I'm going to tell you two truths and a lie about the famous author Hunter S. Thompson. For one point, <laughs> pick the facts that's not true. These have not been fact-checked we, we very much. We have to pick the lie. You have to pick the lie. Okay. Uh, these facts came from mentalfloss.com, so thank you, but I also have not fact-checked these, but they're just lots of fun, oh, so they, we're gonna do this. So, he's
1: such a crazy guy, so.
0: Yeah, it could be anything. All right, so pick the lie. Fact one. He missed his high school graduation because he was in jail. Fact two, he was allegedly a KGB spy. Or fact three, after his death, his ashes were shot into the air from a cannon while fireworks filled the sky. It's a oh. Yes. See ya?
2: Three. No.
0: That is actually not correct. No. I, I know
1: that. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard Ben, ben, ben came
0: in. Yep.
3: I think we should all get a go. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with uh,
0: the high school one. Interesting. I um, was
1: going to go number two. so that's
0: Oh, <laughs> um, I can reveal that of the three of you, Joel is correct. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have so, read a lot of Hunter S. Thompson.
0: <laughs> Hunter S. Thompson was not allegedly a KGB, KGB spy, but the author who actually was was Ernest Hemingway. His name is listed in stalin era documentation from 1941 on a list of sources with the code name Argo, uh, but he wasn't very good at it because he never delivered any political intel and was never trained.
2: <laughs> is that a true?
1: Is yeah, that it's true. true? And
2: uh,
0: Ernest yeah, Hemingway
1: was a KGB spy. Yeah, apparently he went to Spain and fought Franco too. He was yeah. a, he's a commie.
0: Massive commie. <laughs> and a
2: misogynist. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally.
1: It's fine.
0: And the last question. For one point per name, list as many Australian authors as you can whose surname begins with the prefix Mac. So for example, (laughs) McDonald, Macmillan. (laughs) Yes, Ben, I heard Tiger.
3: (laughs) Okay. um. (laughs) Sugar. Um, uh, Fiona McFarlane. Fiona Macintosh. <laughs> you could do the whole um, thing just with Fiona's. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, uh, goodness me. Um, Claire McAvoy. Yep. Someone?
0: I'm uh, just consulting my list. I
3: don't know. That, that's great.
2: <laughs> I think you won, Ben. <laughs> Does anyone else want to jump in? I'm opening this up to uh, you all because it's fun.
1: Uh, Surely not. another Fiona Fiona Mac. <laughs> that's missing
0: yeah there uh, is McFarlane uh Joel um the Ben already said her oh
1: what about Vary McFarlane
0: hang on let me check my list
1: <laughs> uh Mick Mick who else is a Mick
0: there's a very big one you're all missing I had a book last year fiction yeah from Adelaide
1: From uh, oh uh Mackin no <laughs> who is the one I, I know who you're talking about I can't <laughs> think what was that Ben Fiona McIntosh? I thought I said Fiona McIntosh. You yes. did?
0: I'm talking Monica McInerney. Oh, uh, Monica
1: McInerney. <laughs> I would
0: have also accepted
1: Fiona...
0: Oh, Mc... yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what, Joel? You get one point. <laughs> <laughs> I would have also accepted Fiona Macarthur, Kelly McCourt, Fiona McCallum, Fleur McDonald, Colleen McCullough, Mary Rose McCall, Fiona McGregor, and there is a whole list of people from... We Wikipedia. missed two Fionas. You did. <laughs> No, wait, I think Ben got Fiona Macintosh.
1: Yeah.
2: That I was his remember. first one. That's I don't impressive. know how you guys remember author names. I just, I just know book names. I can't.
0: I was editing an email and I was just like, there are so many Mac authors. Oh, this would make a great trivia question. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was a good one.
0: <laughs> so at the end of Book Fight, Um, the scores are Zia is on one point, Joel is on four, and Ben has won the round with, oh, God, seven points. Well
1: done, Ben.
0: Well done to Ben.
2: just going to say I am proud of myself that at least I got one. I was expecting negative five today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're very proud of you. Thank thank you. you. (laughs) So that's all we have time for this week. Thank you so much to Ben, Zia and Joel for joining me today on the Weekend Booktopian. And thanks to all our wonderful listeners who tune in every week. The Weekend Booktopian is produced by Nick Wasiliev, and you can find more episodes of this show as, other, as well as other fun podcasts on our SoundCloud and Apple podcast channels. And you can also find more bookish content over on our blog, sorry for the plug, uh, The Booktopian, including lots of awesome Fab Award stuff, staff book reviews for January, and a QA and a with Carly Finley. Uh, thanks for listening and never stop reading.
2: Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget...